1: Good morning. It's Tuesday, August 28.
0: Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky D'Olivera. And I'm Japheth Uh Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, just a grain. Lord, it's beautiful to be able to call in your name. It's great, Lord, to be able to know that you understand us. And uh, and today, as we reflect on this passage, uh, to be able to submit our wills into your life, to be able to be in sync with you, to be able to listen to your voice, to be able to have the Spirit lead us, may May we, this passage speak truth into our lives. and May we be transformed by it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, Tuesday in many ways is not my favorite day. It's a very, very long work mm. day for me with very me few too. breaks, me and too. a lot of sitting. But, but this, this kind of adds some joy to it. I this is one have thing great that I like about Tuesday. Always on Tuesday. Like loads of. I enjoy meetings. what I do, so there's that. I do, but it just ends up. It always feels like a long day. Like I'm pretty wrecked by the end of the day. But this is a good way to start. So it's the message. You know, my favorite paraphrase. Romans eight one through eleven subtitle I like this one the solution is life on God's terms
0: Bob and Audrey will love this too they will yeah they will well the they love they love they the message. message they love the oh, message and they'll know. probably love the subtitle good too good to know
1: that okay yeah. with the arrival of Jesus the Messiah that fateful dilemma is resolved those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low lying black cloud a new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. The jugular. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now what the law code asked for but we couldn't deliver is accomplished as we, instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the Spirit is doing in us. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle but never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's Spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, and ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. But if God Himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of Him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome Him, in whom He dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, He'll do the same thing in you that He did in Jesus— bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you were delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. And that was half again as long as every translation. Oh my goodness,
0: yes it was. Yeah, for sure. But it was good, it was good. It had the jugular. Yes, (laughs) it's a great word. I like that.
1: Band-aid.
0: I'll use that. I've used that before. All right, here, here are the, the questions that we have for, or actually the question that we have for today. It's
1: one question One today. question today, yeah. yeah.
0: How does freedom in Christ no, differ? No, there are two oh, questions. Is it? Really? Yes. Oh, two I didn't see that. question I didn't see the second question mark. Okay, you,
1: you
0: can start again.
1: I, <laughs> I <know. laughs> had to interrupt you and say that you were wrong.
0: Oh, no. Oh, that's not no, unusual. Sure. Not unusual. All right, here we go. <laughs> How does the freedom in Christ differ from our idea of freedom on a political or social level? Hmm. And what are some ways that you can daily submit to God's will and transformative power? All right. So how does freedom in Christ differ from our idea of freedom on a political or social level?
1: Well, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Yeah, we have. One aspect of being free in Christ has to do with being a slave. Yeah. So that would then be the opposite of what we think of as freedom. Yeah. and I what, I think we what is that freedom, freedom and you know, freedom is being able to kind of do whatever we want, although I think that even in a non religious context, that's a simplified and kind of childish way of looking at it. I think that responsibility is always a part of freedom, that the two things go together. That instead of thinking, what am I allowed to do, you should think more in terms of what can I contribute or I think what can I add yeah. here. Not just what am I allowed to do and nobody can stop me.:
0: I think freedom in Christ though, is an alignment um, an alignment with, with God, as opposed to freedom with uh, freedom on a political or social level, is to say, I have the freedom to go decide whatever I'm going to go decide. Yeah. And so I think there's, there's a major difference uh, with those two levels of freedom. So if I choose, if I choose to be with Christ and choose the freedom that Christ offers, it's about putting my will in sync with His, and that actually that becomes different because then my life trajectory starts to change.
1: Well, it the has political- to do with what it, ta- it talks about whether you're focusing on yourself or on God, and I yeah. think that when we think about freedom in you know a non-God way, we're mm. thinking about ourselves. Yeah, what can I do? It's all about me and. Yeah. And I think
0: actually that's the, the number one problem we have with uh, a lot of generational issues that we have with a lot of people is that the struggle they have with the anxiety levels they have is because the focus is so much on themselves, mm-hmm. the overwhelming pressure and society is on ourselves that we, we're not about service. We're well, not I think about anything In defense
1: else. of younger people, it's easier to be self centered when you're younger because you don't have. Um, the responsibility for lots of other people as you get older and you have children and you you are the person of record for all kinds of things it's easier to spend more time thinking about other people than you do about yourself yeah but when it's just you like you know it's hard I think
0: think we've done a bad job as a society of uh, passing the baton on and giving vision and uh, and passing on the the value of Of thinking bigger than ourselves. But
1: don't you think it's just a developmental stage? No. the people for a time are self-centered and then they get over it. Well. And they move into something else. I would say so. Instead of battering people for being where they're at. No, no, You just kind of roll your eyes and let it go. I
0: would say so. Except for the higher level of anxiety and the higher level of suicide and the higher level of counselors and psychiatrists that have been employed with freshmen Mm. at the university. That's true. Is just, is calling like. Is calling us to a place where we're saying, you know, they are under a tremendous amount of pressure that maybe we didn't experience when we were freshmen, or the previous generations didn't have, and we had a certain level of freedom as well, and we felt, you know, so
1: you think that comes from freedom?
0: No, I think I think it. I think, I think it comes from a lack of uh, being aligned and in sync with with God about that. And so when I'm thinking about the second part of the question here, what are some ways that you yeah, can daily submit to, to God's will and transformative power? I think that's actually. That's actually one of the things you can do is actually is looking for ways to seek out, uh, to serve.
1: Yeah, and consciously trying to get, I mean, my mother I mean, used to always give yeah. me this advice that if you want to be happy, focus mm. on something hmm. other than yourself and trying to be mm-hmm. happy. So kind of pouring yourself into other people and, like you said, finding ways that you can serve. Because I think at the end of a day, that makes you feel good that you've done something yeah. useful for someone else and you haven't just spent that time kind of trying to advance your own agenda in some way
0: I was sitting down having dinner uh, I was in I was in England and I was having dinner with some friends that I went to school with um, years ago right and, and so then last year I was sitting down having dinner and uh, just catching up with them and it was just oh, I was just fantastic and I was just talking to them I know they have kids and then I found out that they had like taken on another kid <laughs> They had, like, a foster
1: yeah, they had like faster child, yeah, like adopted, wow.
0: a, like taken on the child, and just and it blew me away, and you know because they hadn't taken on a baby as some people do, right. but taken on a grown child and just like embraced this child, and I, I was like, I sat there in awe, just in awe.
1: Yeah, I'm in awe of that.
0: Yeah, I was. Um, and but you uh, and
1: me are sort of lucky that we managed to raise the kids we have. <laughs>
0: No, and I was I just—I just, was just—I uh, was just that.
1: In, that alone is fairly amazing. I was
0: in awe of them. I, I was just—I was kind of like, "Wow, brilliant, brilliant!" And I think that that is service, service beyond who we are for people. Because I think God wired us for love, and I think it's beautiful to see that kind of stuff. So, I think they get to see the transformative power in their own lives and see it in others. And I think it takes a lot. And so, well,
1: and I think being open to if an opportunity comes mm-hmm. along. Um, to thinking maybe God has put this in my path for a reason and and not to reject everything.
0: I like that That too. That can
1: be a way of submitting to God's will, of being, you know, I I will do the things that are put before me.
0: I like that too. I like the two. Well, we're going to come back to that because I think this this has to be developed more as, uh, as time goes on because this week in this passage, uh, our time is up for now. So uh, let me repeat the question again for you guys and uh, the two questions, <laughs> not one. How does freedom in Christ differ from our idea of freedom on a political or social level? And what are some ways that you can daily submit to God's will and transformative power? Uh, until then, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church. Until next time, look after each other and live love.